And welcome to another episode of Game Till Five. My name is Steph, and I am joined, as always, with my lovely co-host Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hello. How's it going? All good. We're both a bit sick, though. Yes, our voices may sound weird for this episode, yeah. but um, you know, I feel like that just sums up the year. Mm, it's a good way to end the year. Sick yeah, and dying. We are here for our traditional end of year episode which hopefully is coming out at the end of the year but knowing us it'll probably come out next year no it will it'll hopefully be out and uh, and yeah we'll actually do something right for once this year we're actually for you know we're recording it before the end of the year i know and we already we release and we release an episode in december yeah. already what the fuck we're nailing it we're back on form yeah. I don't know if we ever had the form to begin with, but... No, definitely not. But yeah, obviously here today to record our um, tradition of the games that we played in 2023, the last year. Exciting. Yeah, it's always a nice episode, this, because we just get to reminisce about all the, the nice games that we played. It's also not one that takes too much thinking of a list. No. Um, we discussed this before and I always, as soon as I finish any game, I add it to my list on my phone of games that I've played so that I can then come to this podcast oh, and go, smart. but we discuss this every year and you have the same response and I go, Steph, why don't you do that this year? And you're like, oh, I forgot. And then like, but we do this every year. <laughs> and you're like, I should have done that. And I'm like, well, now's your chance. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair. I think the thing is, I used to keep track of it and I, I use like a website that was really nice and then I just keep forgetting to do it. And then I'm always like, oh, that sounds like a nice idea. And then I just never do it. However, <laughs> I've realised this year that the games company themselves are helping me out because literally every platform now does a year in review of the games you played that year. So Xbox, PlayStation, oh, cool. Nintendo on their Switch steam have one so literally now all i have to do is view all of those and they give me a breakdown for me so i could be like oh yeah i played that and it was a great time doesn't mean it's good though it's not as nice and eloquent as your system (laughs) but at least i've got something and i'm not just being like i played these things in the past month they were a good time you have some way to track it which is good there's something there i would like to say that this year for me is about quality over quantity and i'm not just saying that because i've been shit at gaming this year that's interesting i feel like i've i've played probably about the same amount of games but maybe a less focus on new ones okay so you've done some old ones interesting. yeah not super old there are some new ones in there but i mm. do think i've been less involved in getting having to get the newest thing coming out yeah and that I'm is a good that's a good about topic actually just to say that just because this is our titled games we played in 2023 doesn't mean that the games came out in 2023 these games can literally be from the early 90s but if we've played it this year and completed it for the first time well it might be in the list yeah that's a good point um i guess just before we kick off the proper list as well we should say that me and nikki don't talk about what our lists are beforehand and so sometimes uh, unlikely for this episode but sometimes we have crossovers in which case you'll hear this gentleman oh there he is last time this year yes but yeah exciting mm. can't wait let's do this thing 
All right. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey. It's my time. My time. Your time to shine. To go first. (laughs) It's my time. It is my turn to go first. You're right. I don't think we're going to have any crossovers. But if we are going to have a crossover, it would be this one. So my number five is Power Wash Simulator. Hit the beetle. Oh. Um, My number five is Power Wash Simulator. (laughs) We can talk about this together. That's great. But yeah, this is probably our only only crossover. I but think so. yeah, I mean, it's a great game. It's obviously it's it's as it sounds. It's a power wash simulator. It's a simulation game where you power wash things, buildings, anything you like. Uh, it was developed by Future Lab and published by Square Enix Collective, which I had to Google because I was like, who the fuck is Square Enix Collective? Um, <laughs> turns out they're just an indie games division of Square Enix. So mm. basically, Square oh, that's Enix. Good to know. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great game. You basically take control of a small power washing business and just take jobs for a variety of weird and odd clients because I'm going to call them that and clean houses, parks, temples, Mars rovers, yeah, many things, shoes, um, yeah. You clean ah, sorry, <laughs> I'm fine. Um, you clean things for money, basically, and then you can like upgrade stuff like your clothes your power washing tools it's a very simple game but my mm. god is it great oh i think that's the key of it though the simplicity of this game yeah for me this game i spent a lot of time just listening to podcasts after work literally zoned out mm-hmm. completely like just not even thinking just cleaning just just cleaning for hours on end um and the serotonin that it provided me at the time oh. was incredible it's so good it scratches like an itch that you don't know you have Mm. an itch that i could solve myself because i have a power wash that sits in my garage (laughs) not being used but this this was this was much better yeah i think the highlight was the purple dinosaur for me in one of the parks in the beginning when i when i cleaned that purple dinosaur i was like life doesn't get better than this that is one of the best best levels i also really enjoy a vehicle clean the smaller ones oh no i fucking hate vehicles hate them oh no i like them they're too there's they're too hard to get into that is really frustrated some of them are more fiddly than others i quite like the van and things like that the quite simple ones okay i didn't like though i have to say i didn't enjoy the fire department no i remember i said to you that's where i got stuck I said to you, I said, I've stopped playing this for a while because I'm at the fire department. And you were like, you just have to push through. Just keep going. It'll get better. And I was like, okay. Yeah, that's one you, that's like a hump in the middle that you really have to go. You kind of sit, that's the one where you question things, where you start going, (laughs) should I be putting this much time into Power Simulator? Like, should I be, is this a thing? Should I stop? Mm. Uh, But no, don't stop there. Keep going. You have to keep going. You have to, but you have to push through. But some other some other notable things to mention as well is they released like expansion packs or special packs, mm. um, and I think that's what truly got me into the game. Actually, I started on the Tomb Raider pack, 
and you basically get to clean Lara Croft's house and that was fucking amazing. I think I always spoke about this at one point because that's why I was listening to the, the Tomb Raider theme a lot because when I was playing Power <laughs> Wash Tomb Raider, washing her house, I was just listening to that just on repeat because put me in a zone, man. So Tomb Raider's great. They also did the Final Fantasy Midgar special pack, which was awesome. I uh, really enjoyed that. Have you done that one yet? No, so I've not done any of the extra packs yet. You're missing but out. I'm kind of saving them for when the itch comes back. And I need something mm. to do. So I did those two because they were free on, on Game Pass. Mm. But there is a SpongeBob one too and a Back to the Future one, um, yes. which I haven't played. But yeah. Yeah, I've not done any of those yet, but I, I will. I know I will. Before we head into facts, is there anything else you want to say about Power Wash Just that it sounds like a colossal waste of time, <laughs> but that's kind of what's brilliant about it. Yeah. You know? It's but, relaxing, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just very relaxing. It is definitely one of the most relaxing games I've ever played. Yeah. For sure. Because I, I tried to play... Um, oh, what was that game where you like paint walls and shit? Oh, House Flipper. I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't relaxing for me. It was just frustrating and annoying. Whereas like Power Shimmer, it was just so simple. And it's literally mm. like, just clean it. Just clean it. And then when it's done, it pings. And it just, that's it. And I just, that's all I needed, I guess. Yeah, that little ping noise is very satisfying mm. as well the audio on it oh it's a good time. i think it's the whooshy water noises as well yeah <laughs> it's the constant anyway. like shh noise and then the bing it's just my life oh, it's just so good brings me happy anyway it brings me joy should we talk about some facts yeah let's do it so i was i wanted to talk, find one fact this wasn't even one that i was just like stumbled across i just wanted to, to figure it out because i don't really know but it's the gnomes because there's this whole thing. I don't know if you've ever been on their Twitter, but there's a whole like meme about the gnomes. Yeah, because there's like a gnome in every level, right? Yeah. So um, apparently they are present in most jobs and are sometimes hidden. They have no functional use, but are often able to be moved around with the power washer and picked up, which I've never actually done. Um, and there are two gnome-related achievements throughout career mode. There's one that's called Gnome Sweet Gnome and one that's called Best Buds, which <laughs> made me laugh because you have to just ride around the big wheel with a gnome. <laughs> Just super cute, but yeah, they they're often used in like artwork and stuff, and I think yeah, they've just become a bit of a meme. Nice, I like it. I've got more facts, but you should delve into any you have. Um, yeah, I've only got one, um, okay. and my one is about the Tomb Raider level pack. So apparently, because I've not played it, at the start of the map, uh, Winston Smith, the butler, regrets that he cannot make the player a drink um, because he is temporarily stuck somewhere um i wonder where yeah by the end of the level apparently lara has returned and directly confirms that she locked him in the freezer so yes. yeah I yeah like, i saw that that's a good time um i had that and i enjoyed that very much mm. it was a good time i've got a couple um left so i've got one about the helter skelter level which apparently was originally planned to involve a clown at the entrance but was removed because it was creepy oh oh um, yeah good move could yeah, because it was like it did not mesh with the uh, intended sort of chillness, relaxing mm. vibe of the game, which, yeah, I agree. Sometimes I do find that the quietness of a power wash level can sometimes be a bit creepy. I don't know if you've ever been like Yeah, I guess on some of the like biggest, I guess, spookier levels, like the temple, mm. like one of the temples is a bit creepy. Yeah, I think as well because like I'd wear like headphones and sometimes it would just be silence and then me and a power washer and that was it. 
<laughs> yeah, fair. fair. Left to my own devices. Mm. My other last fact is that apparently in a prototype demo version of the game, you could damage windows if you attempt to clean them using the wrong nozzle, which you could then repair them. But it was cut from the from the game. But I was like, I kind of oh. wanted that. I wanted yeah. to smash windows. Just <laughs> So yeah, um, that's it. Nice. That's some good facts. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. It was, uh, I think, on third on my most played, like my most houred thing this year. So box. yeah, it was mine, wasn't it? Actually, I remember I sent I sent that over my Xbox. The my yes. most played game was Power Wash. So how could I not include it? Yeah, it just makes sense. Perfect. I don't know if you want to just slot in a number five here quickly or if you want to just go straight to number four, it's up to you. Um, Yeah, I'll talk about number five. I'll just talk very briefly then um, about, let's pick Spider-Man. The Insomniac Spider-Man. Um, it came out a while ago. It came out on PlayStation 4, I believe. I've got the PlayStation 5 version and I played it this year because I've had the, like, the Miles Morales DLC side game that came with my PlayStation. I've never played it, and so I thought I'll actually buy the original game and play it now that the second one is out, and see if I get into it. And actually, it was a really enjoyable game. The story was really good. I enjoyed swinging around. It's not a game I thought that I would get super into. I'm just not super into Spider-Man. He's cool. It's just not my thing. But I actually, had a really nice time with it. Um, and I probably will pick up the second one at some point soon. But yeah, it's definitely one that I'd say, like, if you can get it on the cheap and you're not sure about it, I'd definitely give it a try. Mm. Um, it is a very good, well-polished game. It's fun just swinging around the town and beating up people, <laughs> really. Um, and like I said, you can probably get through the story fairly quickly. Um, I enjoyed doing that a lot. The story was very good. So, yeah, it was fun. Fair. So I thought, yeah, I'll put that one in. Nice. Swiftly onto your number four already. Yeah, my number four. Gosh, I've just done one. I'm now doing another one. <laughs> my number four is uh, Dead Island 2. Oh, cool. I forgot so, this came out this year. I haven't actually finished playing it yet, which um, was kind of be ended up being because, I don't know if you remember, but I was playing it at yours, like when I lived with you in the yeah. summer. And I was having a fantastic fucking time. And then I stopped playing it because I'm like that. Uh, and I was going to pick it back up. I just got distracted by the games. I was going to mm. pick it back up and finish it. But then because I moved and I'm now on a different PlayStation, I could never be bothered to like, transfer the save but i was like yeah. i'm gonna start a new game anyway i think but yeah it was released this year and um it's the third major installment in the dead island series which i know we've spoken about before in fact i think it was actually in my games i'm looking forward to i think it was but yeah the reason i'm like okay with starting a new game is because you get to pick um six playable characters so yes. i'm gonna probably just pick another character and, and kind of go with that because you know i like change but yeah it's set 15 years after the events of the first game um and dead island riptide but it does differ in the sense that it's taking place in the city of los angeles la which has been quarantined due to a zombie outbreak beginning you pick a character and you kind of just deal with a zombie apocalypse it's very dead islandy it's yeah. like so so far in the game it's just varied I, I don't really know how to describe it other than that like you walk around you do lots of little character stories you beat up some zombies it has a character tree it has a deck building system basically which oh. allows you to kind of like alter your strengths and weaknesses it's very cool actually i think you'd yeah. appreciate the ui in this game it sounds cool 
because it's like does it by yeah like deck and cards and stuff but yeah like i said so far it's just very zombie dead island which i've said before in one the one where i said i was looking forward to this game it's just you know what you're getting it's a bit silly it's a bit fun but i weirdly find it relaxing yeah no i i can i mean i can't understand it because it's zombies but i can understand like it's it's a game that is a tried and tested formula for you and so you know what you're getting with it and it's just quite a chill one that's kind of what i felt about spider-man it was just quite an easy game to play which is nice sometimes sometimes you just want something that's just nice and you can get into and again i I say nice it's still gonna be zombies it's gonna be horrific but i think the nice thing though about dead island though is compared to something like dying light which fuck i still haven't played the second one is it doesn't take itself very seriously and i enjoy that a lot because there are points where you're out in the sort of you know like because when you're in like a house or or somewhere like a safe zone you don't feel that scared but when you are in it by yourself in the kind of like zombie world it can feel a little bit like sort of unnerving a little bit scary but then you'll have a really silly moment where you're fighting i remember i think i was fighting like a zombie bride thing and like it's all very like comical and i like that because it just doesn't take itself too seriously and i think with dying light sometimes i would just feel very like stressed yeah um it's a fantastic game but yeah just i i always like a kind of like comical zombie slasher Mm. especially when there is kind of like a a deeper storyline going on as well and like really just really cool characters uh the girl that i was playing was a character called um danny and she was like this irish punk and she was really really cool and the voice acting was really good as well actually nice so i'm interested to play uh, another character as well when i set it up again but yeah it's just it's just i sometimes just really enjoy when they just don't change that much yeah Um, i know what i'm after and i know what i want to play and yeah it provides that yeah sometimes you don't need to reinvent stuff constantly um especially with like direct sequels for things like people enjoyed the first one it's probably why you're making a second one like i understand making small adjustments and changing stuff that maybe was annoying or maybe you didn't want to do originally but like yeah keeping the essence and and keeping stuff similar is always nice too Um, it reminds this game reminds me the most of that game that came out on like early 360 that was a guy with a camera is it dead rising yeah it reminds me of that of like the zombie yeah, apocalypse. You, you took pictures and it was all a bit silly. Yeah. I think there was lots of Dead Risings actually, but that's the only one I remember. And it was silly because I remember it, it was zombies and it was scary, but there were so many like. It had ridiculous weapons and things, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like some of them were insane. It was a bit silly, like all the stuff you could make. Because yes. there was a little bit of crafting. I think in the 361 there was crafting. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, this is game thinking. Yeah, it just kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's why I tried Dead Rising originally because somebody had told me that Dead... Sorry, Dead Island originally because they told me Dead Rising was similar and I'd watched somebody play that and it looked fun. And so I was like, well, I'll try this because it seems like a good time. And then I just never got into it. But Mm. yeah. I think Dead Island 2 is multiplayer as well. The other one, you know. I might pick... I might pick it up to be fair at some point like it might be one of those ones where if I see it for cheap like in a sale or something I might be tempted mm. to to pick it up and give it a go because sure. I feel like if I'm gonna get into any of them like zombie wise I think I'm more likely to get into that one than like dying light for example 
Yeah, definitely. Anyway, I've yeah. got some facts. Ooh. So, um, I mean, one of my facts was just to explain about the, the terrible time it had in terms of coming out. Because I think that it, it'd been like teased for 10 years and the trailer was unveiled in 2014. And it yeah. only came out like in 2023. Because it was originally going to be developed by Techland, who'd worked on previous installments, but they had a falling out of Deep Silver that led them to going independent and they released Dying Light. Um, right, so okay. The, the game was handed over to someone called Jaeger Studios, who just finished Spec Ops apparently. And that's when the trailer was unleashed. Like they were going to release it in 2015. But then relations between Dilp, Dilp, oh my God, Deep Silver and Jaeger broke down the following year. And the game was transferred to Sumo <laughs> Digital in 2016. But then it was then transferred three years later uh, to Dan Buster Studios in 2019. And then um, then obviously they managed to, to actually get it going. And then in 2022, obviously they sort of set the release date. And... Um, finally came out so after like 11 years um it finally came out which you know they stated here mixed to positive reception but like there is nothing wrong with this game in my opinion it's fun it's a fun zombie slasher that took 10 years to come out was the wait worth it not really but we got it so can't yeah. complain yeah that's that's fair i think that's probably one of the reasons it just doesn't score well because people have in the back of their mind that hey this took a really long time for this to come out it's got to be you know it's got to have something going for it no it just yeah. got moved a lot it's um yeah it got handed around a lot <laughs> to most Poor. people no one really wanted it Poor dead island yeah um, <laughs> just cast but off it came out and my last fact is just to say that um there was a expansion which i've obviously not played yet um called house which was released in november the 2nd which had a new location three new weapons eight new skill cards and um there's another one coming soon mid 2024 so yeah nice that's it really that's uh dead island 2 i like it sounds good well we'll see if i like it it's got zombies in it yeah we can play it together yeah i'll be less scared cool all right so my number four my number four is cheating a very tiny bit so i'll see if you're allow allow me to do it so i've put mm. the banner saga trilogy in here so i ha i played the original first bit of the banner saga a while ago but i played the actual like full trilogy this year for the first time so mm. i'd never played two or three um, no, that's fair. I, I only that's really played it. like one, and I don't know if I ever finished one. And so I bought it as like a whole set, and I played all three of them like back to back in one session. So I'm kind of treating it as its own thing because mm. two thirds of it I'd never played. So that's mm -hmm. why I put it in here. Um, it's by Stoic or Stoic Studio, published by Versus Evil, and it was released. So it was released all together in this form in like 2018. But I think it originally came out 2014, the first one, and then it had a couple years in between it's kind of like a strategy rpg meets visual novel so the closest kind of two combinations of games i could think of were like fire emblem meets mm -hmm. viking oregon trail that's yeah. kind of the closest thing so the main kind of fight bits in the game are like turn-based grid battling but then the rest of the game is more like visual knowledge visual knowledge Visual, visual, <laughs> visual no knowledge, visual knowledge, visual novel 
style gameplay where you have to like manage your caravan so you've got to have like food supplies that you pick up but then you'll meet people along the way and they'll be like hey can we join your caravan uh and you've got to work out whether you want to take them with you but because it's very decision based certain stuff like will happen or not happen so maybe you'll pick up a group and actually they'll steal half your food in the night and murder a bunch of your followers um there's a lot of backstabbing in this game, I will say. Like, there's many times where I tried to be nice to lots of people and I got screwed over a lot. So I'd say don't be nice to everyone in this game. It Sometimes it forces you not to be so nice to everybody and that's kind of the point of it. Um, it's a lot of mm. moral choices, which is really nice. But yeah, the, the grid battling, I'd say, like, especially when it gets to the third game, gets a little bit tired. But the story of the whole trilogy is really good. And I think that's what kind of keeps you going through the whole thing. So it's kind of, it's set in a fictional world. So it's not really Vikings. It's just kind of got that look and vibe. So there's like humans. Um, and then there's also people called the Val who are like giants with horns. So they've got kind of almost like giant goat horns or cow horns. And it kind of centers around this idea that there's uh, another race called the Dredge who are like, they look a bit like robots, like old clockworky robots and they hate humans and they've always had like a war going on and they're kind of coming back and led by a particularly nasty one but they're kind of happening and there's lots of like fights about them coming back but then there's also in the background a big darkness of a giant serpent that's causing the world to have like giant earthquakes and stuff happening so it's kind of like there's always this background big threat and a little threat constantly that you're dealing with and I won't spoil the story it kind of just follows um a particular kind of clan from one town um all the way through and you kind of have one banner that you're kind of meeting people and making lots of decisions and it's fun because a lot of people you'll meet in the first one they might not stay with you in your caravan the whole time but you might still follow their story for the rest of the time so it kind of splinters off throughout the thing yeah it's just very well done for a decision game it definitely puts a lot of weight on those decision stuff and it was really fun to play through as like a giant trilogy of, of games for sure mm. i always find the art style really cool i don't really like turn-based stuff but i do think that the decision making in the story sounds good yeah i'd say because you can put it on like really easy um okay the turn-based like fighting part and so that becomes a little bit less important um mm. i'd say you're not fighting all the time either it's not like a i wouldn't say it's like go five meters start a fight i'd say it's probably more weighted to the story but there's enough like combat in there it is quite tactical in that sense like you have to kind of it's more like fire emblem where you're positioning people in certain places and then they kind of do stuff but yeah, it, it's, it, you can put it on easy and just kind of like blast through those bits yeah. um, if you want to, which I, I think in the end I ended up doing a bit of that because I just wanted to see what, what was going on. But yeah, it's a long-ish process to get through all three of them, but it, it's just really good. I'd say the middle, the second one as well is really good. It's probably the longest one, but it's also the best one. Um, so that's quite nice. But yeah, it's just a good time. I had a good time with it. I do have some facts so one of which is towards the art style, because I know you mentioned you like that. So there's a character named, and I'm not going to say his name very well, but it's like Irvind? Ivind? 
whose name sounds like a Viking name. Yeah, he's named after actually um, the artist Ivan Earl, who did all of the work for Sleeping Beauty's backgrounds. So that kind of if you look at the very old Sleeping Beauty like Disney movie, the backgrounds in that are like beautiful pieces there's like weird square trees and the landscapes are all really cool and you can definitely the, uh, yeah. see that the they're art really... does give me like old school disney vibes yeah they're really closely related those two um so it was really heavily influenced on that one which is cool and then the other fact that i had was not as <laughs> not as a nice fact was that king king.com as in like you know candy crush king sued stoic studios because they own several games with the word saga in it so like bubble saga or whatever they have oh for god's sake um and while there were no laws that prevent multiple games to have the word saga in the name king.com wanted exclusive sole rights to use the name saga however when the news hit social media that they were going to do this backlash against king.com was so strong they just dropped the lawsuit and never followed through with it so they got like loads of backlash so many games have the word saga in it right i think because of the fact that they tried it and failed so everyone was like oh yeah i just went on king.com so it's candy crush saga Mm. stupid game yeah i think they just wanted all of their games to have that in there but yeah sucks to be you king can't do it but yeah they they had to drop it I'm just staring at all the fucking Candy Crush games that have the word saga in it now. There's fucking... God. Get a new word, guys. <laughs> what's another word for saga? I don't know. I don't even know what saga means, to be honest. Oh, what's that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Who knows? That's, that's my facts, and that's my number four, the Banner Saga trilogy. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we're on to number threes. Yeah. Uh, my number three... Not so lovely game. My number three is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Oh, interesting. Not a yes. nice time, but but no. also kind of a fun time. Yeah, so it came out this year. It is as it sounds. It is a game that was based on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, I suppose. Based on the name, based on the 1974 film of the same name. And it revolves around um, Anna Flores and her college friends who go searching for her missing sister, Maria, in Texas. The group is uh, ultimately captured by the family, Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. Cannibal maniacs. Mm. Um crazy people yeah and uh you know most people know of the film texas chainsaw massacre so i don't feel like i really need to explain what happens but it's not a good time for them yeah so it's kind of follows suit of like dead by daylight-esque uh vibes Mm. but it's got a bit of a twist so you begin by either taking the role of the family member or a victim um so it's three family members you can you can be in the game or four victims being playable so it's like three v four basically and yeah the match is set on one of three maps with these being obviously like the slaughter family house because that's where you end up gas station and i think there's a few other ones but i can't remember off the top of my head and yeah basically you all start in the basement and you have to escape without being fucking murdered yeah but it's so 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 fun and i really loved this twist because you know we're all kind of used to the whole like dead by daylight kind of vibe just getting chased Mm. by by murderers but i really liked i don't know just it just felt different maybe just because it was a different setting but it's the fact that you kind of start in this one particular space and you have to just basically just escape just venture out and and 
uh, in whatever capacity that might be because there's lots of different like gates lots of different ways to escape there's there's mm. multiple escapes and it, it feels like a real life horror movie and i think that's what i really enjoy because it just feels like you're in a horror film yeah and it scares me that the killers when you are the victim that the killers are just random people on the internet that frightens me because they're fucking like people on the internet can be fucking like yeah notorious weird yeah yeah brutal so yeah you can also level up like your characters and stuff which is cool if you're a victim obviously make them a bit more survivable if you're a killer then make them more deadly mm-hmm. and uh and that's fun as i said it's just a typical kind of online game where you know you sit in a lobby and then you go in and and you just do it over and over and over again but i was just obsessed with this game did you did you play it in the end yeah i did play um play a bunch i think it was too close to dead by daylight for me however mm. i did i i totally get it like i was really appreciative of the the extra little twists and things they'd done to the game and the mm. gameplay like to make it more interesting it was definitely one that i would like preferred to dead by yeah. daylight i think like i do like dead by daylight and i did like this i think it's just like i can't play them loads and loads i think they get too much for me mm. it's too much stress for me um yeah but because i think they do such a good job of making the killers and the kind of scenario scary like you said i liked that you kind of started in the basement and then you had to kind of first figure your way out of that bit but then when you got to you know the next stage it wasn't just as simple as running for an exit you had to figure a way out of that bit and i think similarly with the the killers it was like you yourself had to kind of try and figure out basement and where people were and then you also had an extra layer of looking after grandpa at the top level yeah yeah um while also trying to still capture people and stop people and doing stuff so there was a lot to it on both sides which i just found really interesting and refreshing Mm. it was fun yeah i should probably mention grandpa um grandpa sits in a chair um and when you are the killer you feed him blood that you can either get from pots on the floor or victims um and it basically makes grandpa super grandpa Mm -hmm. um and he screams every now and again and basically can just reveal the victims um the more you pump him full of this what you feed him this blood like a bird because it is literally he's like a baby bird and you're like he got grandpa um and he drinks it all up he becomes yeah he helps you basically find find the victims but yeah i guess it's that whole thing of just it feels a bit more strategic and there's a lot more to it than dead by daylight as much as i do enjoy a game of dead by daylight with dead by daylight it's just you know pump up the generators you know and that's kind of it whereas in this there's so much more there's like oh you know i found an exit oh but i need to go turn this on or i need to do this or i need to uh, jack this car battery up or i need to you know do something and and the interesting thing about it as well is you can kind of be you can approach it in so many different ways depending on who the killers are but like one map i just i remember i just hid the whole time and i waited for someone else to open a gate and i just left and i didn't have any interaction with any of the killers or anything i was just very sneaky yeah um but it yeah to be fair like the adrenaline this that game would give me was was intense so sometimes Mm -hmm. when i played the victim too much i just needed to become the killer and just go fucking murk some people that always made me feel better yeah that true yeah that does help you definitely don't get as, as stressed being the killer although i still find that stressful because i'm like i do find it harder to find people in that than i do in dead by daylight i think yeah i just can't ever find anybody everyone maybe i'm just blind but everyone's funny because sneaky 
It's funny because it's one of those games where when you play the victim, you feel like you're just killed instantly and it's really, really hard. But then <laughs> yeah. when you're the killer, you feel like a fucking idiot. You're yeah. like, I'm just useless. I can't find anyone. I'm just running around with this chainsaw like a dickhead. Yeah, it's, but that, you know, that's just... Yeah, that's just me being bad at the game. You know, yeah. I can't blame it for that. It, it gives me all the tools. I just can't use them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. It is enjoyable. It was fun being the crazy, the crazy chainsaw man for a while, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It's a fun game. And I always love these. I love online horror games and anything you can play with your friends. Um, yeah. Sadly, I couldn't play with my friends because I had an older Xbox and apparently yeah. you couldn't cross gen or whatever which still makes me very upset to this day but um one day i'll be able to play with my friends but i i you know i was still enjoying it without without that thing but one day we can we can do it together yeah. but yes yeah, fun game interesting dynamic i i just kind of like a lot of these these twists on that kind of trope coming out yeah no it's nice it's a good time I've got some facts. Yeah. So, a fact I thought was cool was the fact that the game's cast stars Kane Hodder as Leatherface, who also played the character as a stunt double on the 1990s Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 film. Um, and Edwin Neal is the voice of the hitchhiker, who apparently is reprising the role from the original film, which is very cool. Nice, yeah, that's cool. Now, there's some information here which I didn't realise, which is that apparently Gun Interactive, because they're the ones who who made the game hmm. um previously created the 2017 game friday the 13th but uh, apparently they yeah. lost the video game rights yeah that had a really weird story and i can't remember it but i remember they tried to do the friday the 13th game and it didn't do very well and then they had a bunch of problems with it hmm. yeah i heard it didn't do it but yeah i didn't realize that there was like a bit of a rights battle with it but yeah, yeah. and then so, so after that, they started making obviously this game, um, and they gained the rights and everything from it. And uh, but they only hold the rights to the the film of the same name, so the nineteen seventy four one. Um, oh, so they can't cool. actually include anything from any other films in the series. I think that's fine. The original one is the one that people care about. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean. Like that's yeah. the one that holds the mm. weight. It's like all sequel horror movies. It's just it's never as good as the first one. Yeah. But I'm guessing that they can put in their own original characters because they added Sissy, who uh, wasn't in any of the main games. Um, yeah. She's one of the lead killer family ladies. Um, she's who I normally play. She's very cool. Um, she used to be in a cult, apparently. Her like lore is that she joined Charles Manson's cult, apparently. Oh. Um, and you probably know about the fact that um, she sings and hums the songs from like the cult. Oh, that's creepy. Did you know that? I knew I didn't Did know, know that they that? were from that. I knew that she sang, but I didn't know that's where they were from. Oh, that's really Yeah, creepy. so the songs and stuff that she sings is from like Charles Manson and all that kind of stuff. Because in their mind, like obviously she spent time on his ranch, so therefore mm. that's why she'd know the songs and she'd be singing them. And I I was on forums, people were talking about this on Reddit and they were just like, I think it's offensive because they, you're glorifying Charles Manson and putting it in the game and some people were like well it's a part of her lore and it's part of her like character so you know is it offensive i don't know i'm not mm. gonna say anything but yeah people were kind of like hmm. i'm ignoring about it because it's quite dark yeah it's quite a sensitive topic i guess it's it's yeah. easy i think with really like serial killers of that much notoriety yeah to not kind of 
get too into it's really odd right it's like all the true crime stuff that gets really like everyone loves it but also it's kind of a weird thing for some people because obviously they did kill people and people know those people or you know what i mean it's weird yeah it didn't happen that long ago like it did and it didn't like that's still quite yeah it's not like doing you know an ancient greek that was a crazy person like no one no one's gonna be personally affected by that one anymore yeah but yeah i mean there's that but yeah it's a good game i'm having fun with it nice and uh that's it really cool yeah it's like i said it's a fun game i'm glad it got mentioned because it was it's definitely one of the newer like multiplayer games that i know that our group has played quite a bit of um Mm. which is always like a fun one to see what ones of the year kind of capture all of us so it's cool i'm hoping they have more to it as well because at the moment the fashion isn't i mean i've not played it for a little while because i haven't got game pass ultimate at the moment what was starting up business and not having as much money but um i'm hoping they do more clothing because they're it was a bit naff to begin with but yeah if they do more aesthetics and fashion i'm like i need to yeah get back on that shit i really enjoyed playing as the man that looked like he shot himself when he runs around yeah i can't remember who that is but yeah yeah <laughs> That is a good description for a man. <laughs> it's just the way he runs. He just looks a bit like he's had a problem. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, nice. Cool. cool. All right. My number three then, if we are ready, is going to be yep. Return to Monkey Island. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. So this was the new Monkey Island game that came out this year. Um, it's just another point and click adventure as normal. Um, it was released though by a company called Terrible Toy Box and published by Devolver. Um, but the fun part of it was that it was the return of Ron Gilbert, who has not worked on Monkey Island since number two. So it was nice having him back since like LeChuck's Revenge on that one. It was released, I think, on everything in the end. I played it on Switch, mm. which was actually a nice time. I was ambling and ahhing at the time quite a lot of like whether i wanted to feel more nostalgic and play it on my pc or whether i just wanted to get it on my switch and i was just like you know what as much as it would be nice to play on my pc at the time i was just playing my switch a lot more and i just really liked the idea of having quite a nice cozy little like fun game to play in bed or just like chilling out i think switch was the way to go yeah it is definitely great um and i'd say like the because obviously it's point and click, but they didn't just use like a free cursor. They did a really good job at kind of making it work for controllers. Because obviously it's more modern now to have everything on controller. And so it was more like you still had a cursor that you moved around um, and you kind of had to click on stuff to go places. But it was a bit more controlled and so it was nice. It worked quite well. But yeah, it was a good fun. So it follows Guybrush Throopwood as always. And it's kind of like it goes on from like the ending of number two but also still after Tales of Monkey Island, which I think was the last one they released before this one. So it's a little bit of like a weird grouping of narratives there. Um, But basically you follow Guybrush, who is finally trying to find the secret of Monkey Island. So the thing he's always looking for. Um, And along the way, you kind of get to visit all of the like classic areas. So you go back to Melee Island uh, and you go to Monkey Island. But there's also a couple of new islands on there as well which was really fun there was one particular called like bermuda which was a cold cold place lots of silly silly things i think it was also one called terror island i can't remember what it was called terror island i think it had a horrible chicken on or something 
and all the normal faces are back as well with Guybrush. You had like Elaine, Murray, the Skull, Booty Lady, Wally, bunch of people. Um, and I'd say like it was one of these games that was really nicely sitting on the nostalgia line of bringing back all these jokes and like things that you get with Monkey Island, but still giving a new game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the I'd say like the puzzles. Some of the puzzles were probably a little bit easier than past Monkey Islands have been, um, but there definitely were some bits where I still got stuck and had to sit for a while and really try and figure out like like oh, I know I need to get to this point, but I have no idea how to get to that point. You know, with point and clicks where you're like, I know what I need to do, but yeah. how I get there, I don't know. But yeah, it was good. The, they changed up the art style, which I know some people weren't a huge fan of, but I didn't mind it. I thought, you know, art change up is always kind of nice to see. Um, and I think it worked for, for a reboot on it as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you, yeah, it could never, it can't stay the same kind of like, it. time changes, things change. Yeah, I think it's kind of fitting more with the, you know, popular art styles and stuff at the moment as well. It's it's nice to see them do a different take on it, so it's fine. Um, yeah. One really nice feature that I did like was that um, it when you start the game, you get a scrapbook kind of thing, uh, and it recaps the story of, like, every single game that's been out before yes. it, which was really lovely because it's been a long time since I've played through Monkey Island, like, start to finish, and... I kind of forget like little bits of what happened here and there. Like I know some of the games off by heart, but some of them I just can't remember. Um, so it was nice. I think it was really nice for older players and to kind of keep newer players like saying, hey, here's a bunch of stuff that, you know, you kind of might need to know for this. But I wouldn't say you needed to know anything to make sense. It was just just nice if you do, I guess. I got a lot more jokes and stuff. So it was cool. But yeah, it was a good time. I didn't remember if you played this or not because I know it was on Game Pass for a while. I see I I had it on PC Game Pass and I started it and I was playing it and then I fell off of it I think because mm. I realized that I wanted to play it on a Switch. Yeah. But I never got it on the Switch. <laughs> it's, a, it's it's on my I think it's on my wishes actually. I, it's one of those things where it's like I will get it um and I will play it and I so I did play like I said I played a bit of it. I did the whole scrapbook thing. That helped me a bit because I you know I didn't play it as much as you when I was younger. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's one of those things where although it, it would play incredibly nicely on the PC, like a lot of old school point and clicks, actually it's kind of a cozy game that I want to play on my Switch mm. in my bed because there's just a certain amount of games that if I can get it on Switch, I will. Yeah. You know? Some just suit because, the Switch. Yeah, I just I like to just play games portably for the most part. Um, yeah, fair. So yeah, it's it's one that I I want to I want to play for sure. Yeah. It's definitely worth a play. It's not super long either, so I wouldn't say it's a massive time investment. Yeah. Um, you'll get through it, Good. and it was very funny. Like I, it had me giggling the whole way through, which is one of why the reason I wanted to put this in. Because um, although I don't think it's my favorite Monkey Island, um, and there's some bits, especially towards the end, that I was a bit like, this just feels weird. Um, it was definitely funny, and I definitely did. I mean, feel if like it's I a Monkey playing... Island game coming out, yeah. it's obviously going to be on your list. <laughs> yeah it just it couldn't not be at this point um so yeah that was kind of it i couldn't find any trivia or like facts about this though mostly because so in the game it's got these collectibles called trivia cards and every time i was trying to search anything to do with like facts or trivia Uh... specifically it would just come up with these trivia cards um and they're really cool things so they're like cards that you find in the game you'll just pick them up and it'll be like hey you found one 
Um, and they're kind of like a mini quiz. So you'll get a card and then if you go to your place where you store them, it'll have a little question on it. And if you get the question right, you get to keep the card. And so it's like a little mini game in there, which is fun. Um, they're all about like Monkey Island questions. So it's like, who had a glass bottom boat? Like which character um, from the Monkey Island series and stuff like that. So it's it's a nice time. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, it did mean that finding finding trivia was very difficult for this game. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my number three, quite short and sweet. Cool. Um, my number two is also going to be a bit short and sweet one. Um, I actually spoke about this game a little bit, I realised, in our Nintendo Switch top five. Uh, well, uh-huh. games to play on the Nintendo Switch. So it's a game called A Space for the Unbound. Hmm. It is um, developed by Mojikun Studio and published by Toge Productions. So it's from the same... Well, it was published by the same people that made uh, Coffee Talk. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I remember talking about this now. Yeah, so they're an Indonesian publisher and developer. Yeah. Toge Productions, which is why um, I love them. But yeah, it was released in January 2023. So a lot of my games this year have, yeah. uh, this, have been this year which is which is good but um yeah i i kind of was drawn to it just from sort of like knowing coffee talk and and that studio and things but um i adore this game because it's very like it's a very like pixely platformer but also like a big point and click vibe but it is set in indonesia which is i think i mentioned before somewhere i lived for a little while so i have like a big attachment to it but it's also like the 1990s so it has this really cute like pixelated kind of like nostalgic kind of feeling to it and it just I think I said before it just makes you feel really warm and fuzzy um it just captures a lot of that kind of like 1990s video game era um especially with like the point and click vibe but the only thing with talking about this game is I don't want to spoil the storyline because i think i think at the time when i mentioned it on a previous episode i hadn't finished it and i have played it and obviously completed it now yeah and it's deep it's a deep like you start it and it's one of those games where you're like oh this is just a very like light-hearted probably just like a cute point and click but it like mm. shit gets real i can give a little bit of like a, a kind of synopsis of what the game just gives you anyway but it's about a indonesian high school student called atma um, who's getting close to his graduation and um, it's also about his girlfriend Raya and basically there's kind of like a supernatural element to it but all to do with this like red book that he finds and he has the ability to kind of like dive into people's minds and fix their problems through puzzles oh. that the player, player can then like complete um, it helps them sort of deal with their trauma um, and kind of just help them go on with their life but there's like so much more to it and there's this kind of other supernatural element that's happening where they kind of have to like save the world to an extent but like it's just so it's got one of I think one of the coolest like plot twists in a game that I've witnessed in a while um, and a game that really like makes you think uh, a lot of aspects to like mental health trauma all that kind of stuff just did not go where I was expecting it to yeah and I just got really emotionally absorbed into this game um, it's incredibly slow paced so some people might be put off by that um, there are some aspects that can be very repetitive but um, I personally just found it incredibly endearing, um, quite relaxing. The music's lovely and it's just, yeah, it's super, super cute. I don't think it's very expensive. It's probably like 12, 15 quid or something now. 
but I do recommend it to anyone that's kind of into kind of point and click modern games kind mm. of thing. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to explain exactly what it is, but I find it very endearing. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. The moment you started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember talking about this now. And I think looking at it when you first said it, and it definitely, I think, was one of those things I put in the back of my mind to be like, I need to check this out. Um, I still haven't played Coffee Talk, but... I will play both of them just because you know when you know you're gonna really like something i think sometimes you just put it off because you're like oh, i need to be in the right space to really enjoy this yeah um, i think you would really like it you'd probably like this more than coffee talk to be honest but yeah if, if you're into sort of point and click games that make you think especially um yeah. but as i said it's it's a nice game i mean i played it a lot at night time before i went to sleep mm. um it's yeah it's a chill game i i recommend putting your wish list on switch yeah or, I mean, you play it on anything, really. I, th- I think it's on a lot of platforms. But, yeah, it's it's a good time. Switch sounds like a nice thing for those games, though. I think they work yeah. quite well. I think that. it worked really well on, on Switch. Because, like, I did play it a tiny bit on my monitor. I ended up putting it, like, on a big screen. But I think the way that it looks, the way that it's kind of pixely, it, it just kind of works even portably on a Switch. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a good time. I, it's hard nice. to say much more than that. I couldn't find any facts. It is, it's a fairly small game um, in terms of like the developers and stuff. So yeah. I couldn't find much more information on it. Um, yeah, that's fair. But highly recommend. Nice. Cool. So, yeah. Short I would definitely sweet. check that out. Yeah, nice. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much longer my second one is going to be either. Um, so I've also gone for an indie game. Um, for my number two and I've gone for Sea of Stars oh nice did you just play this in the end yeah I finished it I oh, wow. could not put this thing down so um, this came out this year um, it's by Sabotage Studio and I think it's on everything again so you can pick it up on Switch or Xbox I think I played it on because it was on Game Pass um, and it is it, it, they call it a retro inspired um, RPG and it definitely it definitely feels like that so basically you play as two heroes, um, Valer and Zale. Um, you can kind of pick which one is your main one. So it's a, a female and a male who use the power of the sun and the moon. So the Valer, the girl, uses the moon and Zale uses the sun. Um, and you kind of go up to fight against uh, an alchemist who's kind of causing problems. Um, and the story kind of evolves um, and it goes kind of goes from there. It's kind of a bit of a, it's a, bit of a mix of things. So it's got some puzzle kind of solving stuff in there there's a tiny there's platforming but it's less like actual platforming it's more just like you can jump from a place to a place and kind of explore your area um it's more like puzzle and it's got turn-based combat very similar to the old ones but i'd say combat was really interesting because it did a lot to keep you engaged with turn-based so instead of just sitting there and waiting for your turn each time and like repetitively pressing like the same attack button um it kind of did some stuff so one of the big thing it did was like real time activating so if you were pressing like an attack um you could press the attack button again at at a certain point in time like that match with animation and stuff and you would do like extra damage um and same on defense so if someone's attacking you and you press the like defend button at the right time you'll like take off some of the points that they've done to you Mm. um so you kind of had to keep watching what was going on you couldn't just like put it down and spam buttons you kind of had to keep 
keep up with it. Um, and they also did some attacks that were like, some of the enemies would get different symbols above their heads that corresponded to different like attack types. So they'd have a sun for a sun thing or a moon for a moon thing, etc. And you had to hit them with those specific attacks that would do those things or they would do like a bigger attack next time. And so it was a little bit more thought process, I think, um, that went on in there, which kind of kept you interested and felt more like a constant battler rather than a, like literally just switch off kind of battler. And also it was one of those ones where you could see the enemy. So if you just wanted to run around it, you could run around it. It wasn't like a old retro one where you're just running along and every two seconds you get like the screen of annoyance that pops up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, you. I think you end up getting like six characters altogether that you kind of rotate around, which was fun. So they do different things all the time. So there was like quite a big selection in there. Um, and yeah, I just had a really great time with this game. Um, it felt really new yet familiar, which I think is kind of what they were trying to do with yeah. their like retro inspired like pixel stuff. Um, but they did a really good job with it. Like you could go off the beaten path a little bit and explore and do little puzzles to figure stuff out and find new stuff um or you could just keep with the story and the story was really interesting i can't really give much away because it's got quite a lot of good good twists and turns in there i think um i definitely thought it was much better than it was going to be i didn't have an amazing it was one of those ones where i looked at it and thought oh this looks really pretty and it seems fun, so I'll give it a go. But I definitely wasn't expecting to get into it as much as I did. Okay. Um, but I definitely like picked it up and then didn't put it down. I just got really into it. It was fun. Yeah, I think this game looks super, super cute. And like I've since seeing the art style, like I've absolutely loved it. Um, I really it came out on Game Pass, didn't it? And I mm. I was going to play it, but I just really wanted it on Switch. Yeah. Because it is out on the Switch then. It is out on Switch, I think now. Okay. Did you what did you play on Xbox? I yeah, Xbox I did. Okay. But um yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on Switch now. It's definitely on, on my list because it just look I just yeah, I just love the art style for it. Um yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna pick it up soon, I think. Yeah, I think it's worth it. it I don't think it would take you super long time to do either. Like it's long enough. Um, I think you get to the end and you go, okay, that was that's a good amount of time. I don't think I'd want it to be any longer than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, without getting too much into the story, you you go on some some twists and turns, but it's it's a nice time. It's a good nice. time. But yeah, I have a couple of facts. One of that's not really a fact, but I just found it interesting was that I didn't realize it was a Kickstarter funded game. Mm. Um, and the only reason I found out really was because when I was playing it, there's an area in the game where you kind of go and you just see all of the backers' names. It's like they've put it in almost like this little shrine type place that you can wander into. And I was like, oh, I wonder oh, what this is. Cute. And then I just started reading things and I was like, oh, I think this is, you know, names of people. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, it's a backers, like it's a kickstarter backer name list it's massive yeah. to find your name on it would take you forever i'm guessing they give you a clue of where you are in there um but yeah it was just really cool i was like oh this is nice it's nice that there was something like physical in the game that you could interact with not just like a list hidden in a bunch of menus it was really nice yeah that's very cool and then the only other fact i have for it is that um it's set apparently in the same universe as Savitar Studios' other game, The Messenger, um, which is like a retro-inspired again, but it's like a side-scrolling platformer. 
kind of game, mm. a bit more, looks a bit more old, old. Um, but apparently it's set in the same universe, and there's like a particular boss that is also shared, which is quite cool. So I think if you played both, you can kind of start to pull references between the two. Um, but I just kind of liked that, that they, they're kind of keeping in their universe in the same area, which is nice. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. I'd recommend Sea of Stars. It was a, it was a surprisingly good time, um, and I think it won a bunch of stuff at the Game Awards for being an indie game. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's one of those games where it's like I still don't know much about it. It just looks fantastic, um, and I've heard a lot of good things from other people. So yeah, yeah. I think going in that way with not knowing too much is probably like a yeah. nice, nice way to play it for sure. I'm looking for a lot of nice, chill kind of like video games to play on my Switch over Christmas. So yeah. I might add that to uh, to the list. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Cool. All right, honourable mentions. Yeah, I got a few of games that I played this year from my list that has not made my list. So I want to mention the game that we've played a, a fair bit. Um, well, a little bit. Uh, Lethal Company. Oh, yeah. I like. I'm. I'm. I mean, everyone probably knows about this game at the moment. It's just it's gone very like viral on TikTok and everything. But it's mm. it's like one guy just made this game that's kind of just like hit it off. It's like Among Us combined with Phasmophobia, I guess you'd probably yeah. describe it. But it's like it doesn't look amazing. But the actual it's just so funny. Like we we've played it. In fact, you should probably just visit our YouTube. Mm. game tour five and i did actually post i didn't post it anywhere else i just literally just post it on youtube just for the hell of it <laughs> um and just like with just us playing it for a little bit like we just made our first we didn't know what we were doing when we first started playing yeah. um luther company we just recorded it and was like let's just see what what happens um it's super fun i'm not going to say too much more go watch the video so a game that i i wanted to desperately put on this list i really really did but i it's the exact same thing that i'm gonna say as i said last week um in terms of a game that i mentioned on our hair top five honorable mentions whatever mm -hmm. uh, which is xenoblade i in fact finished nice. one two and three this year but i'm currently playing the dlc to three and i mean it's a little bit of a spoiler but let's just say I mean they're all pretty connected and I still feel like the story is very untold right now where I am and I still feel like there's a lot of things being wrapped up mm. the last thing I want to do is Wikipedia or go on any kind of yeah. thing about this so I'm not going to but I'm going to say that Xenoblade 1, 2 and 3 if I could would be my probably my number 2 um, mm -hmm. fantastic series love them, recommend it, fucking great I do really um, want to play these now you've played them and liked them so much I, I'm not really a huge JRPG fan, but no. like these games have captured me. So that does show that. Yeah. Yeah. I also played um, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, yes. which was a good time. I played that a lot, but it wasn't in my list because as much as it's like my boyfriend was like, you've played this for 200 hours. It probably <laughs> isn't 200 hours, but like. I just farmed like I didn't there wasn't yeah. much to that it was it was a good Harvest Moon game sort of seasons game but I wouldn't say that it's like list worthy but it was still fun I also played the We Were Here series finished all those games mm. um good times yeah had a blast I I really wanted to say that I played Final Fantasy 15 and I have a little bit but I've not finished it so I haven't completed it nor Zelda nor yeah. have I actually played the new Zelda, so I'm just going to quickly go past that. And just actually also say that there is many games that I mentioned on my games that I'm looking forward to that have come out 
but I've just not played because I've not had the time nor money. I'm disappointed in myself, but I am really glad that we've mentioned a couple of games, just a couple, that we did say were on that list. Yeah. And we did play them. You you mentioned... Um, sea of Stars got mentioned. Sea of Stars, that was on your list, yeah? Yeah. So, you know, we've done something, but I've still got a huge list of games that I need to play. Uh, so don't come for me. That's my honorable mentions. Yeah, right. I like ending it that way. Um, yeah, you mentioned Final Fantasy 16. I'm currently playing that at the moment. I said 15, I'm... didn't I? You did say 15. <laughs> um, I was. I, I don't played... want to jump in. <laughs> I played 15. I meant 16. Sorry. Please carry on. Um, but I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. But again, I'm kind of in your camp where I was like, I'm not very far through it, and I don't want to google it at the moment i just want to play oh, through God, it no. um yeah. but i am really enjoying well that. you've not you technically you've not finished it so you can't put it in the list exactly so still win going um same with zelda like zelda tears of the kingdom i think i again i'm really i have really enjoyed playing it what the bits i've played i'm very very slowly i pl- i started playing it i put it down i've not picked it back up yet i'm endeavoring to go back to it at some point but i think i need the zelda itch to kick Is it in shit? it's not shit I think the problem I have with it is that it's so close to Breath of the Wild, but mm. with this added part of it that I understand is really interesting for some people, but I don't get on with the building. I'm, I'm so just, getting started. I'm not a huge builder. <laughs> it's kind of fun. And there's, there's bits now that have made it easier because you can do the auto build, but it's not, <clears throat> I don't know. It's not something I hugely get on with. And so I'm finding that I miss the simplicity a little bit of Breath oh, of the yeah. Wild yeah. Um, with it. And I think where it's so close to Breath of the Wild, I'm just going, I thought this is what I wanted, but actually I think I wanted it closer to what I'd already had, which is weird to say. Um, I, like I said, no, I think I, I will finish it. But... They just overcomplicate shit. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to build. I'm like a child that's throwing their toys at the pram it's like hey build this thing to get across here and i'm like no i yeah. don't want to i just want to go over there i don't want to build a fucking ship put some sticky glue on it and then make it like fly i, d- I don't want to i just want to, to go across please. yeah because the other problem is i'm shit at building and so they always yeah. fall apart and murder me like two yeah. seconds in like i just uh, i don't i also miss some of the old abilities that i had like I miss the whooshy one from Breath of the Wild where you could make yourself a little plume of air and like fire yourself upwards to like glide anywhere you wanted to. I miss that ability. I don't have that ability. I have other some form of wind ability that I don't like as much. And so I'm finding that I'm like, well, if I had this ability, I'd be able to do this. No problem. Um, Do you know what's funny is we were all like, oh, we hope it's not just a fucking DLC of Breath of the Wild, but like, that would be shit, you know, that's just a, like a regurgitated... And yeah. now we're like, too much, <laughs> too much change. You went too Don't far. Like. Come back. Come back. I'm like, I just want, I just want it to be like wherever the world now. I want to run around on my horse. Yeah, I build. Yeah, I think I'm also finding that I'm suffering a little bit from too much to do, too much to remember. Like... Mm. I keep coming across stuff that I think is looks really cool and they're like, oh, I need this help with something and it like adds a little side mission or something to my map. But it's basically like, come back later because you can't do this yet. But then I'm like, I have to try and remember to come back here to figure it out later. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to remember to do that, guys. I've got time for that. And we've got time for that. So yeah, I, I will pick it up and I'm sure I'll finish it and really enjoy it. But I, 
I don't know. It's not what I hoped it would be for me. Um, so that's why it's kind of just in my honour rules rather than my list. I'll blast through the other ones now. <laughs> I played Cult of the <laughs> Lamb this year, which I really enjoy. Um, that's been a lot of fun. A little indie game. Uh, I also played another small game called Super Liminal. Uh, it's like a little puzzle oh, yeah. game yeah. Um, with viewports. Really clever, really fun. And then the other indie game I had on here was Eastwood. I didn't finish it, but I was really enjoying it. Um, so I need to return to that. It's like a little oh, yeah, indie that. pixel game. That. It's fun. It's weird. I want to see where the story goes on that. And then I've got... I mentioned Spider-Man. I've also got Hogwarts Legacy in my honourable mentions. Um, mm. I I've, I enjoyed this game. I spent a lot of time with it. It was really fun. I wouldn't say it did enough for me to be like, blow me away, which is why it's in my honourable mentions and not in my list. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. I ran around screaming Revelio like the rest of us and doing all the things and flying all the stuff around. Um, I got what I wanted out of it and I had a really good time. I don't, like, I don't have bad, bad things to say about it. I just, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. And I feel like the story-wise, and I feel like that's kind of a downfall for it. Yeah. Um, and then I think the only other extra thing I've got on here is uh, the the Sea of Thieves Monkey Island DLC stuff that they added mm-hmm. was really fun, and I'm going to mention it because I helped make it. So I yeah. also liked it. You never ever talk about the stuff that you've done, <laughs> and it's really cool. So I'm really glad that you've actually done that because there's always been loads of times where I'm like in my mind I'm like yeah I'm pretty sure she worked on that or something, but I'm like I don't ever want to blow your horn because that might be you might not want people to know that. Uh, or it might be like, you know, MCAing, whatever you call it. NDAs, um, yeah. A lot NDA. of it is NDA, yeah. Th- this is one of the only things I'm allowed to talk about. But yeah, it. I like, I, I didn't, so the fun thing about this was like, I helped make some of it, but I managed to keep like what actually happens in it a secret to myself what for, do you for mean? the most part. So where we, where I was, so what I was doing on the game is mostly I kind of help a team so I'm like a team lead type person and so I kind of helped do the little bits and made some icons and stuff for the game but we didn't work on the actual like gameplay side of this and mm. so although I knew the base kind of stories and some loose bits and pieces about it I didn't know like how to do all the puzzles or like how oh, where to go or who to talk to so I could still play it and really enjoy it and genuinely be with my friends and be very confused about what we needed to do um and so yeah that's why i mean it's like it was really fun to play i really enjoyed it just as a game and it was a bonus because i got to work on something that was like an absolute dream i um, couldn't remember if when you played this with our friends if they knew at the time that you'd like help make it no i had to lie through my teeth for most of the time we played it a few times i think they found out by the third time time we played the third release um oh right okay. the third one because it was like we didn't play it for a long time after it had been released <laughs> and so yeah they didn't know i just got a really angry message from one of our friends just being like so when i said how cool is it that they're doing monkey island did you know and you said oh my god no i had no idea you lied to my face i was like yes yes i did i'm so sorry i have oh, to fine yeah that's my thing but yeah so that was that's my honorable mentions a good time nice it's funny because I don't know what your number one is now. Mm. Um, I think you'll know what mine is, though. Yes. Do you want to guess? It's going to be Baldur's Gate 3, isn't it? It's Baldur's Gate 3, which is a weird one because I played this in early access from mm. 2020. So it's a weird one putting it in my list when I think I've already like mentioned it in passing. 
but obviously the full game was released this year yeah. so you know we only had really ever had a partial version and although i did play i did play it a lot it, it only really felt like i was playing a very small part of it mm-hmm. so i was super super excited to dive back into like the full game because it, it's changed so much like yeah from when i played it in 2020 2019-esque it, it was yeah it was it was just totally different but it, and it's so so polished anyway great game obviously a lot of people know about Baldur's gate it's just one game of the year yeah made by um larian and incredible i can't remember his name <laughs> But the guy who turned up to the the awards dressed as um oh main Larry yeah I don't know his name but yes main Larry man I was googling him earlier and I just forgotten his name completely I think his name is it Sven I don't know but yeah obviously Baldur's Gate is based on the tabletop fantasy role playing um, system of Dungeons and Dragons it's basically a Dungeons and Dragons game but it implements kind of like a flexible quest system with a main story that hasn't changed since early access but obviously like you know. I got to the end of it and it was intense. It, there's, there's a lot of quests. Obviously, you can do the main storyline, yeah. but it's just like any RPG where there's, you know, there's lots to do. Um, the game is divided into three acts. So the first act was the one I played initially. So like within these acts, the game kind of adopts an open world format. So you can kind of go back and tackle certain quests. It's, it's hard to kind of describe it, really. I don't... I'm not talking about the main plot or anything. That's just not yeah. something I'm going to do. But you've played Divinity. So yeah. you know, um, obviously, kind of how it runs. It's the same kind of combat to yeah. an extent. It run, It does run like Divinity. But it's most a bit of more the dice rolly, right? Like, yes. Divinity kind of hides the dice rolls from Yeah, you. so Baldur's Gate very much kind of, like, encomp- encompasses... The Dungeons and Dragons aspect. So the dice rolling is amazing. It's helped me understand D and D more. I mm-hmm. must say, like it's helped me learn how D and D works, um, which is really nice because it's a very like visual aspect. Um, so it's a lot of the combat and the spells and the spells and stuff used are all kind of you know Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition rules, which is really nice. But it it is just like playing D and D in a video game. That mm-hmm. is just the best way to describe it, and it's done so so well. Um, I love the fact that you can create your own character basically just like you would in in Dungeons and Dragons and yeah you can also you can use the main game characters if you really want I think technically you know you could adopt any of them and play that character and play with your friends and play that character but I mean I just think I don't know I'd always just use a customizable character fantastic game I've put in many many hours I've dread to think actually how many hours I put into it probably like yeah, too many um, to count. And that's not even including my first like playthroughs in Man. 2020 onwards. Yeah. So, yeah, incredible. There was also some incredible scenes towards the end as well where I'll probably end up mentioning this in like a future top five with the music. Everything about this game is just fucking fantastic. And I just feel like I am just talking bollocks. Um, but you sound like everyone I know who's played this game. Like, <laughs> honestly, the resounding amount of like praise that this game gets from people so like obviously around work it's just been loads of people playing it um the people who were desperate to play it have jumped on it and played it at least three to four times over already um and they just keep replaying it but then there's also people that i know that have all said like you know what these types of games are not my thing i'm not an rpg player i'm not a slow Mm. kind of turn-based player that's not a thing and they're like I love it. I will not put it down. 
I'm spending all of my time off over Christmas oh, just yeah. playing Baldur's Gate. Um, so I, I think like it's not. I understand this where and lots of people just keep talking about random things. I know there's a shed somewhere that I need to go look at because there's weird stuff in a shed. Oh yeah, I know there that is. there's like something else about bears. I know something else about certain people mur- murdering you or not murdering you like yeah. i just hear nonsense about the game constantly because nonsense to me because i don't understand anything and a lot of people trying to talk in code across it's, about it's, it it's fantastic because our friend like ben like we've had conversations where he said something like, oh this thing happened i'm like i didn't fucking get that yeah like there's loads of things which i've done differently and i think that's one of the incredible things about this game is you just have a different experience each time there was definitely loads of stuff that i was even like that I mustn't have noticed when I first played it and then I played it the second time that I was like holy shit and I I just absolutely love that because it just feels like you have just a different experience each time and doing the tiniest little change could just create a whole other sequence of events and I find that fucking awesome it just feels I don't know fuck yeah it's hard to explain i just i could just gush over this game all day and the voice acting as well is incredible obviously neil newborn also won mm-hmm. awards at the video game awards and it's well deserved like his hysterian um is incredible i didn't romance him everyone else did obviously there was all these things yeah about everyone crushing over him i'm i'm a gale girl myself of course oh it's just my trope isn't it really gale let's just be real <laughs> I haven't met Gail yet, but I guarantee I'll see Gail and just be like, yeah, of course. Of course. It was like, it was like when you met Cullen in Dragon Age and you were like, <laughs> yes. yep. You're like, I Generic man. <laughs> but you can't guess who I've romanced in this. Was it this one? Was, was it, it this the one? generic man? <laughs> Male character. Uh, anyway, so good. And I think as well, one of the things I love about this game is the... Um, community and as you probably mm-hmm. know you've probably seen i mean and the voice actors and everyone behind the development of the game just everybody like they, they do like a critical role ask s thing now with it as well don't they like oh, amazing. The voice actors are playing D um like they like critical role do but just you know yeah. with, with them a lot it's just such a cute community it's such a fantastic game it's just got such a warm reception and appreciation it's just it is well deserved um game of the year for for the world and for me so yeah yeah. i mean i'm i'm totally not mad that it won so much um yeah like it still makes me laugh about when it was coming out that everyone was so like don't hold this up as the now new standard for video games because it's ridiculously (laughs) good and everyone was just like what are you talking about like one it can't be that good and two of course we could do that because these guys technically are not a triple a funded mm. company like they're, mm. they're they're higher up i wouldn't call them indie but they're definitely not like you know in the same pool as like or ea or they weren't at the time no 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 like when they started making this and so like they've they did amazingly well with what they've yeah. got they just polished and polished and did such a good job and, and i i appreciated the fact that you know it, i i think that because early access came out and i think they were meant to release it um and then I think maybe it came out later than what it was planned. But I mm. like the fact that they had it in early access and they said from the beginning, it, you know, it might be shit in these kind of like 
stages but you know here you go have a bit of it but they didn't release it until it was ready you know and yeah there was no pressure there it was very much like oh here's what we've done have a little bit have a little bit you know and i think that was nice because I'd, I'd rather a game release in early access not be quite finished but not you know hold up any not rush to get it out um and I, I think it worked really well for them in the end because, you know, a lot of people sat back and were like, well, I'm not playing it till it's finished. Absolutely fair. And a lot of people that, that did that, I chose obviously to get it early access and I don't regret it. Like the playthroughs no. I had compared to my final playthrough, they were all great. You know, it, yeah. it was nice actually to see how far I'd come yeah. um, to be able to compare it. And there was a lot that was different, which was cool. And I appreciated hmm. that. Well, I think they did early access the way that you're supposed to use early access. Like early access is not, not really supposed to be a way of getting money early it's supposed to be really a way of of getting user testing like getting mm. your players playing their game work out what people like what where people are getting stuck where the bugs are like what works what doesn't work and like using all that information to then make something even better um yeah you know that is literally what like all of our user tests that we do at work is about it's like making stuff better based on what players actually are asking for or resonate well with or all of that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and so it's nice to see companies like Lauren use that really well the way yeah. that they should be and not just I be like really well, well you know give, get us some extra money early and we'll just release it with a couple extra things later on um yeah and that will be the game but actually work on it really hard um yeah yeah i think for me as well like i i think it, i don't know how much it was in the i think it was like 50 quid or something when i bought it originally but i i didn't care because i knew that i was gonna buy it anyway yeah so i was like why not just buy it now yeah have a bit of a, you know a bit of a tease early access to it and either way i've got the game so when it would come out later i've already got it so for me it was like a it was like a not it was a no what do you call it like it no was win no lose. like no lose sorry yeah no lose scenario <laughs> so no, Solario. <laughs> We're getting tired now. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah. fuck it. They did, they did everything very well, and I think that you know they're a great video game company, and they made a great game. Yeah. So well done. You wear cool armor, Sven. If that is your name. It is Sven. I looked at it. It was Sven. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Oh, and there was that whole thing as well, wasn't it? Where like he was accepting the award and they were talking about some of the people that they'd lost during the time of, of production. And then that fucking sign was like, hurry oh. up, please. And everyone went, lost their shit. Yeah, let's not talk about the Game Awards this year. They spent, they gave like Kojima and Peel like half an hour to talk about a game that's not even a game yet. And yet they were hurrying on people who were accepting awards. Like it made no sense. It made me angry yeah all right moving on um let's go <laughs> to some more facts about Baldur's gate 3 so one really cool thing about this game is it's um fully narrated by voice actress amelia tyler who acts as like the dungeon master so she describes the world and the player's actions throughout the story and she is incredible and amazing and it does make it feel like she is the dungeon master i've seen and clips of her doing like yeah. shoots of things and they're so funny she's so good absolute chef's kiss Another fact as well is that the game's script is over 2 million words long, making it Ooh. longer than all three Lord of the Rings books. And with 170 hours of cinematics, it's twice as long as all seasons of Game of Thrones combined. That's insane. It's fucking insane. The other fact I have, which is the fact that I was just so baboozled by, so I didn't realise that one... So there's a character called Minx. I've mentioned him before in a previous episode, 
years ago in a video game and uh he's he's an old school Baldur's Gate character from back in the day and um he is voiced by Jim Cummings of all people which I didn't oh. realize back, like back in the day he was voiced by Jim Cummings which I didn't realize obviously no. Winnie Pooh fame um but in this which again I thought he was voiced by someone else I did not recognize this voice he's voiced by Matthew Mercer I was like huh amazing which I was like, what the fuck? So apparently Matt Mercer was saying that it was like an honour to take up the role um, because mm. he loves him. But yeah, I was just just the fact that those are the two voice actors for, for Minx. I was like, weird. That's crazy. That's but very cool. cool. Yeah. Um, let's fucking uh, shut the door on Baldur's Gate 3 because we could just go on and on and on. And let's yeah, and I haven't even played it and I'm still like, no. I'm gushing. I'm waiting for you to play it with me because I'm done with my long playthrough by myself. I want mm-hmm. to play with other people now. So I'm just waiting just yeah. waiting well i'm buying it at christmas so on um, pc well so this is the thing it's oh, not no. cross play i've discovered right it's cross save so uh. if you buy it on one you can save it to another but it's not cross play so if you want me to play with you i'll have to buy it twice <laughs> and you'll have to wait what's your number one so my number one it's gonna be star wars jedi survivor ah yes so the Star Wars Jedi series, Fourth and Order, was a. I played both of them this year. Um, I went with Survivor in the end because I feel like it is the polished version of Fallen Order. But I would say the story between both of them has been amazing. It's been really great. Um, so this is by Respawn Entertainment. Um, Survivor was released this year on, I think, all consoles and PC, apart from Switch, because uh, Switch can't deal with big things and it is a third person action adventure game um and obviously a sequel to jedi fallen order it's like action adventure you you're a play cal kestis who is a surviving jedi padawan so the first kind of game is like because i won't go into the second game because it will give too many spoilers away but the first game i haven't quite finished the first one yet yeah so the first game is five years after the events of uh episode three revenge of the sith and he's believed dead by the Galactic Empire and Cal is in hiding for years and years until he gets a bit older. He's eventually discovered and hunted down by the Inquisitors that are around um, and so he joins a new crew and starts a mission to find and recover the Jedi holocron. So that's like the main part of the the first one and it kind of carries on from there. And so when you start the second game, it's been five years since the end of the first game. Um, lots of stuff happens in the first game and so you're kind of at a weird point in the second game um, but all the kind of main characters are still with you from that so I think I spoke about Merrin the night sister in one of our episodes yes you did yeah um, I think like alien episodes I really love the night sisters and Merrin's a really lovely character she's in this one as well there's obviously the Jedi Master Seri who you're with and Grease who is another really cool uh, alien who's like the pilot in the first game in the second game he's kind of with you but isn't piloting your ship you kind of have a separate like you can drive your ship around yourself it's a little bit more open i think the second game it's like open world on rails i'd say so you you can fly around as much as you want to different planets and then when you land you're kind of in big areas that you can explore freely but they're yeah. kind of like areas it's not like i can go anywhere on this planet but i think that works well the type of game it is like it already feels massive and there's lots of like things to discover and look around and stuff so you don't need it to be it's still big i don't get me wrong but it doesn't need to be like massive like you know zelda breath of the wild scale to be good um 
and obviously my favorite one of my favorite droids bd1 um is back with you as always um he's so cute and i love him to pieces and he just <laughs> hops around um so that's nice but yeah i think the thing i really loved about this this one was so i found the i found the combat in the first one very difficult it's designed to be it's designed to be a little bit like Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one then. Soulsy. No, it's <laughs> designed. I, I struggle. Yeah, it's designed to be Souls-like, um, okay. but I think it's it gets there's certain bits in it where it gets really frustrated. So I remember playing the first one, and a couple of the like boss fights were just insanely difficult. Like I could play most of the game on the normal mode. I could get through all the regular people. I was running around like challenging. I had to think about it, but I could get through it and I wasn't, you know, having a bad time. But then I'd get to like a boss and I just couldn't do it. Like I just got annoyed. So I ended up switching into like story mode, I think for a lot of it for like bosses. So I'd like play most of the game with challenging because it was more fun. And then I'd have to switch down to like a, a lower one for a boss. Yeah. I didn't find I needed to do that with Survivor. I found like I could... It was again it was challenging but not to the point where i was getting frustrated and annoyed at things because i think sometimes it's like it's just a skill thing and i'm like yeah okay I'm, I'm not skilled enough to do this sometimes it's like you know when controls don't feel quite right or you just don't feel like you're kind of set up in the right way i don't know yeah yeah um i do find that survivor kind of helps you a bit more in that sense um and kind of adds little bits most of the the stuff that you get is the same you get to keep all of your mechanics and stuff that you get in the first game so all your skills that you earn in the first game you keep in your second game which is oh, that's cool. lovely so you're not kind of feeling like for some reason i've lost all my abilities again um you get them all the same which is nice uh you also get to keep doing lots of different lightsabers i love building a lightsaber it's so much fun you get to pick your little style and your design you i did pick do a color. that i have been playing it yeah it's very cool yeah it's a good time um i like as well with this one you get all your different kinds of lightsaber so you can use like darth maul's kind of double end you could use a regular one you get ahsoka's like double little ones mm-hmm. um the split one you also in survivor they give you kylo ren's like giant cross kind of sword looks like an old yeah. kind of thing they give you that one in this one which is a bit slower but really powerful it's really nice but yeah i think everything they added for this it was just really good um this was especially again a game that i was not i didn't play the first one for a really long time and then i just wasn't sure it was going to be for me i think the fact that i was going to be forced into playing this yet again star wars male character um (laughs) in a set kind of like flow through stuff i just i you know we had so many star wars games and they were always felt the same and i never clicked with them and i so i kind of put this one in the same box and it wasn't until i started playing fallen order that i really was like actually this feels a little bit different this is more fun i'm kind of getting into this i really love the story i actually really love cal the main character i think um the actor that does him is really good as well and I think the story is much better. So it's all canon, which I like. So it's all like, there is a possibility that Cal will appear in like a Disney show or something at some point mm-hmm. because he's in that universe, set in that area, um, which I really love. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. There was just something about these games that just had a really fun time. And I think Survivor added lots of little elements onto it. There's like a bounty hunter section in there as well. That's like a side side hustle that you do with this really cool bounty hunter lady. Um, and yeah, there's again, there's lots of spoilers and stuff around the stories and things. But I've just had a really lovely time playing with them. Um, and it was so surprising how much I liked it that I was like, this has to go. That's to go at the top, I think. That's fair. Yeah, I I forgot about this. I I started playing this, then I got distracted. But I know that it's like it's still. I think again, this is this is a good Christmas game. Mm. Um, but because I don't have Game Pass at the moment, I I might just get Game Pass back for Christmas to be fair and treat myself and just continue playing it because I it's one of those things where I felt like I think I needed a lot of time yeah. to just sit and play. And it's one of those ones where God, I was distracted by Baldur's Gate to be honest. Mm. But yeah, I think I'm going to get back on it because it's one of those things where it's like I originally just never thought it was for me. Whenever I used yeah. to just look at it, I just... Whereas actually when I when I sort of got my teeth into it, I was like, actually, this, is, um, this has a lot of potential. And I know I'm not fully into the story yet, but I know from what you said, the fact that the story is actually really good. I just need to kind of push with it a little bit more and just keep going. Yeah, I think it takes a while in the first one. I think there is a certain point, though, where it will kind of click. Um, mm. And I think you'll go... I, I think it... it ended up surprising me in places and i was like oh actually that's not where i thought we would go so um yeah i'd say it's like a little bit of a slow burn in the first one but yeah it does i for me it paid off with the story um and that's kind of the yeah. bit that hooked me into it and then i ended up kind of liking everything like combat and all the extra bits and traversing like with it on top of that um that part yeah. of it for sure um i have only one fact for this game for some reason i really struggled to find any um and i didn't want to talk too many about this some of them i found that felt a bit more spoilery um but the fact that i do have is that legendary sound designer ben burt um who is he did star wars new hope raiders of the lost ark et and wally um does the voice of bd1 in these Aww. games which is very cute um, but yeah, quite a big person to do a lot of bleeping um, yes. for them. But I appreciate little sound design for, for, for a good old droid. I love E.T. as well. And yeah. Molly. Oh, so good. Some great films in there. But yeah, that is my number one. That concludes our list. It does. That's the year over. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. 2023. Yeah, I think you're right. We did a good job, I think, actually playing... Playing some of the ones that we were excited for. I mean, I played one. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember what I had on my list. Now, well, I, that's I, the problem. Actually, I, I say I played one. I've, I've technically played a couple of them. I just haven't finished them or I fell off of them or I got angry at them like Zelda. But yeah. that's not my fault. That's the game's fault, isn't it, really? It's not yeah. my fault if they're shit. But I will endeavour to actually properly play them and finish them. I'm not saying Zelda shit. I've only played like an hour of it and I got annoyed at building. But I will... Yeah. This, this I've got time off over Christmas now because I'm my own boss. So I'm going to play loads of games that I, are on my backlog. Because I've just got a lot of half-played games right now. Star Wars included. So yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm going to do my best. But we, we, we did some things. But we as do. I said, you know, this year's been a busy one. Yeah. Um... And it's, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll hopefully play more in next year. Yeah. Well, that will set us up nicely for the next episode in the new year, which, as we said yes. before, will be our things we're looking forward to in 2024. 
which I like because sometimes when I look back on the year, I feel sad and depressed. Whereas looking forward is always a good thing. Yeah, the hope of things to come. Although I am reminded every year when I look at the list I made last time that a lot of them never came out. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing that happens. Mm. <laughs> um, there's probably still a lot of games I'm waiting for, um, like Dragon Age. Mm. Mm. I yep. think I've been waiting for that for a few years now. I think you're going to still be waiting a few years more. <laughs> yep. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not it's mad. Fine. Yeah. Mm. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and enjoyed looking back on the year. Please join our Discord and let us know some of your favourite games that you've played this year. It's always a good thing for me because when people tell us about their games that they played or enjoy generally... I can then go play them um, yeah, because I trust your recommendations. We steal a lot of your suggestions all the time. Um, and they're yeah. just fun to read. Like, we really love getting people's lists. They're always nice. Yeah. So, yeah, join our Discord. We have a Twitter as well. We also have a website, gametill5.co.uk. Um, and if you feel like being really nice, you can leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. Yes, we read them all and we get very happy and also confused at the people like it. But we love it. Yeah, for some reason you will listen, but that's cool. We don't yeah. judge. And, you know, it's the end of the year, so we hope that you all have a fantastic holidays, whatever you celebrate, whether it be Christmas or something else. Yep. Any of the festivities that happen around this time of year, um, have a good one. Yes. And game as much as possible, because that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. This was an awkward exit. I'm just oh, always. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>